Hi everyone, it's Luke and Dan from the podcast here. Hi. Just before you go ahead and listen to this episode, we thought we'd give you a brief warning. Yeah, we just wanted to intercept you here. This podcast was our first go at this. It was a bit of a swing and a miss. Would you like to say, Luke? Yeah, definitely. Three strikes and we were out, I think, on this one. Yeah, we um, we didn't really know what we were doing. It's got some funny moments in it, but that's only because it's been edited the hell out of it by Luke. Yeah. Have you even listened back to this one, Dan? No. I thought I'd just skip it a miss. I thought the Jew joke was a bit of a turn-off for me. What, because usually you rock hard during the podcast? Usually, usually. That's just where I get my thrills. <laughs> well, that's what you've got to look forward to in the next episodes, guys. But until then, here's this one. Enjoy. Oh, well, you'll grow up sometime. But at 15, 15, 15... Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? We're trying this over Zoom. Did you ever watch that kid's show, Tommy Zoom? Tommy Zoom? What's Tommy Zoom? Kid's show. Basically, it was this kid, and he used to go out in the garden with his dog, and he used to... Called Daniel, actually. The dog was called Daniel. Was he a Spaniel? He to, no, he was a golden retriever. Missed the trick. And um, <laughs> he used to imagine he was a superhero, and his dog was the super dog, and it was called Tommy Zoom. Sounded like his parents should have paid him more attention. Probably should have. But they said that about yours, didn't they? Look how you turned out. So the, work, the way this podcast is going to work is each week we're going to take four films. We're going to watch the first 15 minutes of those films. So you, when you're at home trying to find a film on Netflix, don't have to. This week we've only picked three films, haven't we, Dad? Yeah. Start as we mean to go on. What, what was the reason for this? Just got a bit dull. We're going to blame the uh, three films on the time difference. So yeah. the listener, I'm currently in Melbourne. I'm stranded in Melbourne. I've been trying well, to get not really. you're, coming up. you're coming home on Friday, so right. if, 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 anything, if anything the listeners would just say, why don't you just wait till Friday and then do four films? Why would you do eight at all, really? Probably what they're saying now. Our first film <laughs> is probably a 2012, apparently it's 2012, full of fact-checking on this show, film called That's My Boy, starring Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg. Are you an Adam Sandler fan? Uh, I don't hate him. Some people do, don't they? But I wasn't I, asking if he'd I go don't... into his house, make sure he was definitely in, go up to his room and take a butcher knife. I don't to think his anybody thought. I don't think, I don't think anybody thought that either from my response. <laughs> I wasn't asking that you make sure he was definitely in the shower, walk your way in, make sure all the exits are closed, pull on your pants, and show him your big rhino slog and went, "This ain't for you, son. <laughs> this is for your mum," and start banging his mum in front of him. <laughs> Why does Adam Sandler live at home with his mum? So the film starts in Massachusetts in 1984. Three boys are going down a corridor. One of them's got tickets to Van Halen. Uh, his other friend is trying to ask him about his sort of sex life, even though they're only about 11 or 12, something like that. And one of the guys goes, um, what, about, what girls are you seeing? And the main guy goes, oh, I'm not into girls. Then what happens, Dan? 
he says, oh, his friend says, yeah, same. I like guys too, but better than I just said it. It was very funny the way he said it. If nothing else, you should watch the first 30 seconds of this film for that. I, I, I see a new podcast idea there. <laughs> <laughs> We've probably got enough material for that. So, of course, he's not talking about guys. He's not talking about girls. He's talking about women. Then comes his teacher. He's sort of promiscuous looking teacher, a redhead. And he asks her to come to Van Halen with him. And in return, he just wants a hand job. Which she gives him detention for because that's inappropriate. Exactly. So whilst in detention, things start to get a bit weird and start to resemble... Porn. Yeah. My note is, what the fuck, this has to be a dream. Yeah, it does start to seem like that because at one stage she comes over to him, asks him for his chewing gum, that old trouble of the teacher getting the chewing gum, but then said, puts it into her own mouth and then starts to undo the buttons on her cardigan. Well, I think it's like Sorry, listener. I've lied to you. Singular. <laughs> listener singular. And at this stage, she starts to drag the boy into her into her cupboard and she lets him into her cupboard. Then we sort of have this weird montage of them proceeding to have sex numerous times throughout the school before having a courtroom scene where well they're Oh they no, caught, well the big there's a big there's a big bit you've missed there, Dan. Remember they're all in the auditorium and one of the students is giving a speech to the whole class that is in this place. And we keep hearing the same sort of noise of a woman groaning and saying how much someone's improved at something. At which point, the curtain's revealed, and what do we see? Her naked on a piano. That is what we see. You can look getting at me like that you want. Getting banged. No, she's not getting banged. He's playing a fine tune out of her. That's more like it. Thank you. He's, tick- he's tickling more than just the ivories. He is. He's hammering some tunes out. Yeah, he's, he's, he's probably coming inside of wet bum flaps. <laughs> that's the tone is it that's where we want to end up because that was you I didn't go there I yeah, didn't but go you there. were going to you were you were going to go <laughs> I know you were I could see in your eyes <laughs> when I can see the word bum flaps written across your eyes then I just beat you to it don't be don't be annoyed just because I beat well, you that's just eyes. my tattoo <laughs> Indiana Jones she'll always her eyes <laughs> bum flaps <laughs> that's a juice so anyway, so what happens is the whole crowd see him having sex with his teacher. Teacher obviously runs off embarrassed, scurries away, by hiding her modesty. And then all of a sudden the auditorium... Do you think we should come this more as a review and rather less plot? It's extremely plot heavy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to 15 minute films. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's a great point. You're, you're still completely correct. Okay, here we go. The first 50 minutes, basically what we learn, listeners, is that this guy took place in statutory rape. He is about 11 yeah, years of mental. age. His teacher is, is quite good looking, quite attractive, but she must be in a, about 30 or so. Oh, she is. Not him. He's 11. Did you say <laughs> he or she? Obviously, I was talking about her. Yeah, good. <laughs> right. So we're in the zone now. <laughs> I misheard that. Basically, he's eleven. His teacher is about thirty. They have a lot of sex. Yeah. At one moment, the sex is in the auditorium, whilst the whole auditorium is full. They are eventually unveiled. She runs off to hide her modesty, scurries away, embarrassed. 
but he then gets a rapture of applause and he becomes this town celebrity. Yeah, he seems like a bit of a legend. It's weird. He becomes his overnight sensation and over the opening titles, we see that he goes for this massive fame and then it starts to have the big decline because, of course, he's a successful 11-year-old, 12-year-old and that obviously isn't usually a good recipe. It's just classic Sandler. It's just stupid. This is the thing about Adam Sandler because a lot of people don't give him as much stick for his films because they say, oh, he's got his tongue in his cheek over time and he knows he's being deliberately stupid. But, but how, does he, how does he deliver his lines? That's what I always wonder. Exactly. He uses a mouth dummy. After the opening titles, we see him with his accountant, Adam Sandler, and he's basically told to get $43,000. Adam Sandler throws a chair across this office in his anger at this news. It's that sort of film. What is that supposed to mean? Well, it's just a bit silly, isn't it? You, you, you mean it's, it's total shit? It's not great. We then meet his son, who's now a hotshot hedge fund manager, played by Andy Samberg, who's got a hot wife who he's just about to marry, and that's sort of really where we leave the film, isn't it? Pretty much. He's, Andy Samberg's character's a bit weird, bit, you know, he's got spare underpants in his jacket, he's a bit nervy, he's a bit odd. And as Andy Samberg's a very successful guy, he's courted by a lot of people because he's such a bachelor, and he's warned about potential gold diggers. We're led to believe his current fiance is not one of those, but it looks as though she's going to turn out to be one of those. It seems like it's going that way. And also... Did it? Yeah, I think I definitely picked up on that bit. Ooh, and I then Andy Samberg, with all his publicity coming his way, claimed in the newspaper outlets that his parents died when he was nine. So he hasn't actually acknowledged the existence of Adam Sandler, who's going to search to find him. So let's talk about what the comedy. I was like to... When we t- jokes, <laughs> it was a few jokes I wrote down. Oh no, he's thirteen. He's thirteen because we see him at his bar mitzvah. Remember, isn't that? When oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard that joke about um, Jewish people? No. I heard yeah. it today. It was um, it was it's set in Auschwitz in 1944. Oh, it's going to be yeah. tasteful then. And uh, it's Christmas Day. Christmas Day, and then one of the main chief Nazi geezers. Walks all the way down to That's one of the biggest concentration camps. Hey, walks down to one of the biggest concentration camps, and he comes in and he goes, um, "Am I going? Am I going to attempt a German accent here? We go for this." Yes, double down. Got any words? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do it for me. Give me a word. Give me like a sentence. Bang. so I can Pick it up. Hello. Oh hello. He comes in and he yeah, goes, "Oh hello." Um, I am feeling the festive. <laughs> I am feeling the festive spirit. <laughs> Transfer from the Edinburgh brand. Comes into the concentration camp. I'm feeling the festive spirit. You know, all all of you can go. Christmas. It's like Christmas. You can go home. You can go home. And they walk around each other and they think he's joking, obviously, because of the, the cruel nastiness. Because you know they killed people down these people. And the old sign goes, no, I'm not joking. It's Christmas. Off you go. And they all start to murmur out, picking up their bags and start to leave. And then all of a sudden... One well, they knew they were goes, going, did they? Then all, all of the one at the back goes, oh, no, we don't celebrate like Christmas. Oh, it's funny. That's actually quite an, a really untasteful joke, Luke. That's not a very nice joke at all. It's neither funny nor tasteful. You should feel ashamed yourself. Can we get to the strippers, please, in this film? <laughs> yes. So then, talking, about un- talking about untasteful, so we see Adam Sandler before he sets off to see his son in a Delaric state in a perfect setting, state. really. <laughs> I mean, I know you've got a list and everything, but that wasn't even close to the word. 
Do you mean derelict? I think I was close. Down on his luck. Just change everything. I don't have a lisp. Oh, sorry. What is it then? An impediment. A speech impediment. Right. What the hell is this? It's a bowl of shadow, sir. Wait a minute. Come here. What did you call it? Say it loud enough so everyone can hear. Come on, say it. Shadow. Chow dear, chow dear, it's chowder. Say it right. Chowder. <laughs> Come back here. I'm not through demeaning you. No, so he's down his luck. He goes to his classic favourite strip joint, and he's clearly been there a lot because he's a bit of a regular. They know him there. Yeah. And there's this big fat woman who's incredibly flexible and is the stripper. I mean, she eats scrambled egg and drinks orange juice upside down on the strip pole. It is very funny. It really is, because she's told she's doing, obviously she's doing the morning shift, which is meant to make the whole scene seem uh, more disgusting than it already is. Oh, who cares what I'm saying? I can't be asked. Next film. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I might watch this film back. That's mental. Ridiculous. I to quite, it was obscene for obscene's sake, but I enjoyed it. So let's, talk about, let's talk. Four. <laughs> I'm giving the first 15 minutes two stars. I get, yeah, two. Two. Yeah, two. Okay, so the next film we watched was the 2020. That was movie. terrible. The next one we watched was To All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love Years. Terrible title. Bit long, isn't it? Doesn't trip off the tongue. So apparently this, this is, is a sequel. Yours. Apparently this is a sequel. Uh, have you seen the original, Dan? Are you a big fan? Huge fan. Went to the premiere. <laughs> premiere. Basically, nothing really happens in this first 15 minutes, really. She's now got her boyfriend, and she's basically going at this guy that everyone fancies. More plot. <laughs> I can do one line of plot. Fucking hell. All right. Right. She's got a boyfriend. Why shouting? She goes on a date with a boyfriend, then she gets a letter from this guy she met when she was 11. And apparently she likes him as well. Fucking There's a lot bollocks. of weird... Yeah, it's just it's not really weird. It's absolutely appalling. It's literally a turd rolled in glitter. Like, it's, it's very a horrendous story, but just flashy elements. Netflix shoved the loads of money into it, but it is absolutely carnage. It's gross. I think it should be taken away from girls. Like, I never want my daughter to see this. That's what I put. I put it's vapid and it's not a great message or image to be putting out. She's Korean and she's, it's just the most, it's so PG. It's, it's like. Why does that matter? Well, it's like they're making a thing out of she's Korean. You know what I mean? Are they? Well, her dad's not Korean. I think they're all Korean, mate. Well, they're not. Derek. What? A horse walks into a pub. Yeah. The barman says, why the long face? Because it's a horse, isn't it? No, it's not because it's a horse. Forget it, mate. Here's a joke. Two Chinamen walk into a pub. Barman says, why the same face? It's terribly acted, by the way. It's oh, really badly acted. Appalling. And the diction's not very good. I didn't know. I, didn't, I, didn't, I thought they were all fully clothed. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's sickly. It is, it's more sickly than, than... What is it? It's more sickly than what? It's more sickly... Litter. Than, glitter. Uh, than Milky Bar Kid glitter. Glitter. covered glitter. Milky Bar Kid glitter. covered glitter. in glitter. his grandma's glitter. knitted sweater glitter. whilst he's watching Eurovision and he's just fucking turned off Terry Wogan. 
It's, it's too sickly. It's for basically, it's either for Christians or 12-year-olds. What's he turned off? Because... Hey, what did he just turn off? He's watching Eurovision and he's just turned off what? Terry Ken Bruce. Ken Bruce. Ah, hello there. It's me, Ken Bruce. Ken, what did you make of the film? I just overall thought it was quite boring, actually. Thank you. I know this. Portmaster. How many times did you eye roll? Well, if I'd been Alan Bennett, I would have rolled much more. It just didn't have the pathos of my work. Basically what happens is, there's these two 16-year-olds that go on their first date. They get a kiss at the start of it and at the end of it. Apparently this 16-year-old hormonal guy is completely fine with that. Yes, I needed a shorter lead. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) You're such a gentleman. Well, it has been said that I'm a gentleman, but never a gentleman. (laughs) Can I accompany you on your journey? Sure. I've got to get Scruffy back to my boyfriend and then... Fuck you. If you wanted to do a film about a 16-year-old girl that was real, she'd be thinking about sex, she'd be thinking about her body, she'd be thinking about drinking, drug use, education, her life. She's not thinking about all lip-syncing, wandering around in pretty dresses. It's just stupid. People are stupid. This film overall is just boring. It's a boring film that's vapid and not a great image to be putting out to kids and it's got a terrible title, so don't watch that. Oh, what are you giving that out of ten? I'm giving that half a star out of five. Yeah, not even that. One out of ten. (laughs) I think that equates to half a star out of five, but okay. Final film was Deadcon, 2019 horror film. Dan, tell us a bit about it. Basically, the premise is they're at a Comic-Con style event. Plot, plot, plot. Didn't think the opening was too bad. So the opening, the premise is, back in like the late 80s, there's a guy who sets up this computer game called Lucky, or like computer chat room called Lucky Rabbit, I think. And he gets talking to this guy called Bobby on there. But it's a closed server, so there shouldn't be anybody called Bobby on there. The plug has been pulled on this project. We hear that over telephone call by the boss. And Bobby promises to get this guy friends in his computer simulator so he gets money if he gets him friends on the outside world. I didn't think it was a bad opening. I was kind of quite gripped. Then the titles rolled, and I was like, ooh. Did they do that thing where they had blood dripping down the screen? Like, did films still do that? Yeah. Like, when was the last time you yeah. saw that? The first, like I say, this first bit with the computer was like, oh, okay, where's this going to go? Like, what's going to happen? We're at this sort of social media convention and there's loads of influencers, YouTubers around, wandering around. And basically the premise is the hotel is, because it's hosting this convention, this double booked a room for this character called AKA yeah. Ashley. And it seems as though they're given her room that is haunted or some, yeah. something's happened in basically, the room. It's, it's the room where this guy was, you know, was talking to Bobby in the computer. And then all we've really seen, the only kind of next thing we see is that a photograph of a Bobby with a balloon rabbit keeps peering under a lot of the YouTubers' doors. Did you notice in the room, though, did you see the rabbit in there? Yes, yeah, so in this girl's the haunted room, as it were, there's a balloon rabbit. It's just, I don't know, I was kind of into it. I kind of was weirdly watching this film, but I didn't, I mean, I can see where it's going to go. It's very obviously which way it's going to go. This is the thing about horror films, like, Horror genre, for genre, in terms of if you take it all and you take a, like an, an average film from any genre, you'd back the horror one to probably be the worst in terms of actual film structure, actual technique. But you're always going to get to the end of one. Do you know what I mean? You kind of usually yeah. are. I think it's because it's such a tried and tested, easy you know, formula that you kind of just sit in and switch off. I think that's why, you, they, they, that's why they put jump scares in, isn't it? 
to wake you back up again. I mean, as for the actual bodywork and film, the setup wasn't too much. It was a tad slow, and they kind of showed us this world, but they kept showing us it again and again. We kind of get, I think, if they were taking the mick out of YouTubers, or they were just going to move that like you just to watch this. I think it. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like the protagonists at all. So yeah, I couldn't stand them. But I don't know with these like films the... anymore if I'm meant to like the protagonist. I might just be too cynical and older now to like the protagonist. I felt I felt like I liked the guy who had his in the opening more than the guys who I'm meant to care about. Yeah, because you felt he had something on the line, even though he was only in there for a moment. He's an inventor. He's got actual some talent. Also, there was a weird pop culture reference to The Rock, which I really didn't like. I don't know if you picked up on that. Yeah, I did. So She's got a big she bed, hasn't she? Yeah, it says, oh, got a big bed. If The Rock wants to come over, I'm still free. I just don't Didn't like she say, she said something like, I've got a big bed and I've got a big casami vagina, wasn't it? Or, and if The Big Rock wants to come and put his big rocky boulder up my skinny fanny. Did <laughs> you do stuff like this? So I can never do anything live. <laughs> I think it's... Anyway... Us here on Festival Films, it'd be remiss of us if we didn't mention the star in this film. We love underrated performances, actors that get a chance and they want to take that chance. He elongated the sentence. Can you see what I put there? What have you put, Dan? Underlined. I can't read it. Love him. Love him. Top guy. This guy basically was the English man. He was the hotel manager. Slightly flabby. Dan sometimes has a go at me for talking too quickly. This guy was the opposite. This guy was taking up his screen time. He was wanting to be on screen as long as possible. So A.K. Ashley's little sort of go-between gopher is kicking off at the uh, hotel receptionist saying, why um, why has my room been double booked and all this? And she says, I want to speak to the manager. And this guy's already there by this point. And he goes, I am the manager. But he took a pause, a pregnant oh, yes. pause. He milked it. If, if anything, just watch the first 50 minutes for this guy. In the meantime, though, once I get his name up, You've got to tell us about Barker Babdi making a triumphant return <laughs> after we've seen him in Captain Phillips and Good Time. How was he in this film? Well, yes. I mean, um, in Captain Phillips, his performance was horrifying, so I guess he stayed in the same genre and come across here. Um, Luke's been angry by Barker Abdi, more so than me, but he doesn't think he was deserving of the best supporting actor, so I am the captain. BAFTA. He won the BAFTA. Mental. Absolutely mental. Yeah, no, he's not actually in it. It's just the guy who looks like him, but... Um, they took their time. I think that's the thing. They've taken, they're taking their sweet ass time in introducing all these tropes that we've seen in horror movies time and time again. You know, it's, I think it's an hour and 20 minutes, this film. It could be an hour. And just to get this in here, of course, because we did say that 15 minute films is a big pusher of young talent. And it's Dominic Burgess. Dominic Burgess was the <laughs> guy that was the hotel manager. Young on, talent. <laughs> on I am. On IMDb. He's going to be 35 if he's a day. He's not simply down as hotel manager, which Ooh. makes me think he might come back. He might be more in that film. He's down as Stanley. His character was called Stanley. I'm not sure if Dominic Burgess gave himself a backstory or he was told <laughs> it was Stanley. <laughs> I can tell you Dominic Burgess did give him a backstory. Maybe, maybe it's like Wikipedia where you can self-edit. i tell you what, I might at Dominic Burgess, this podcast, when I edited it down, and we mentioned we talked for a solid 90 seconds about his performance and send it over to him. He's brilliant. I I'm going to sneeze, brilliant. Dan. Now I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> can we get him on it? Can we get him on it next week? As oh, my guy? God. I'm going to at him. I'm going to say, can we video call? Dan, let me get this down. That is genius. You are a genius, man. Well, 
Okay, Dominic Burgess. By the way, this is my film of the week. Yeah, probably for me as well. But I probably would watch Adam Sandler movie. I give this two and a half stars, I think, out of five. And that's the good thing about horror films is I didn't like any of these characters, of course, apart from Stanley, but the rest of the characters, I know they're going to die, which is great news. They will die by the end of the film. Yeah, probably apart from A.K.A. Ashley. Oh, God, I hope she dies. I think she'll live. Oh, there was also a, a hunky security guard. He's going to be in the mix, isn't he? Oh yeah, he'll 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 get it. And then he also died. <laughs> um, so that was the first episode of the pod. That was pretty appalling. <laughs> yeah, it was dreadful. Dreadful. Dreadful's the and uh, <laughs> and Dan, if you were uh, if you had to rate us out of five stars, <laughs> what would you go ahead and do there? Ten. Dan, just quickly before you go, we're going to do another one of these soon. Yeah. Cool. We'll send us to each other some crappy films that we see on Netflix. If you guys see any films that are all crap on Netflix, don't hesitate to send them to us. Dan, you can find him on no social media because he's not on any of the cool stuff. You can find him on Facebook, though. Yes, you can. I'm on Instagram now, actually, as well. Oh, what's your Instagram handle? Wady Boy. Oh, God. How many eyes are in Wady Boy? I think three. He thinks three. So find Dan, Wady Boy. <laughs> On Insta, I'm on Twitter. Just search Luke. I've posted nothing. We'll put those links. I put those links in the podcast so you can find us. Okay, Dan. Thanks for thanks very much. Thanks, bye. Bye, bye. You've been listening to a The Rest Is Noise production. For sales and advertising, please email therestisnoise.uk at gmail.com. For more episodes and to keep up to date, follow The Rest Is Noise on Twitter.